Hey, listeners of the Score North Twin Show, it's Derek Wetmore here. I just wanted to share with you a quick snippet from the Mackie and Judd with Rami show. I was sitting outside the studio the other day, and I chirped him on Twitter a little bit, guilty, and then Rami saw it right away, so they invited me into the studio to have this whole back and forth. Rami is drinking Twins Kool-Aid by the pitcher, and I just wanted to bring a little bit of perspective to the conversation. So it was a fun chat. If you like what you hear here, obviously you can check out more on the feed Mackie and Judd with Rami. Just search that on iTunes, Apple, Spotify, wherever you find your shows. Or we'll keep pulling fun things like this to this feed here, the Score North Twin Show. Hope you enjoy. I think you should pose this question because we've got we've it's it's been a very quick developing relationship between all of us and the twins this year. Yes it has. And I'm comfortable with that. You don't want to slow things down? Not at no? all. You're okay with how fast things are moving? No, things are moving at a very comfortable pace. Good. For me and the Minnesota Twins. I'm right glad, because I don't want you to be uncomfortable. You know what I mean? I want to make sure that we're all on the same page here. And here's here's what I'm wondering, because I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't know if I'm getting carried away with myself. Sometimes I have thoughts and feelings, and I'm like, are you getting ahead of yourself? Are you getting a little crazy? Are you thinking beyond the AL Central? 651-646-8255. Because I am. I'm telling you right now, they are winning the AL Central. The, yes. div- the division is theirs. They can start They can start printing the pennants. The, 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 the Minnesota Twins are your 2019 AL Central champions. I'm declaring it here today right now. But I'm not even stopping there. There's nobody in the American League who scares me. There's not one baseball team in the American League of Major League Baseball that scares me when it comes to the Minnesota Twins. Not and one. One of the teams that would scare you is the Houston Astros. You beat Justin Verlander in a series last week. I know that they, you, you went back and forth and they stuck it to you a couple times, but you played the Houston Astros even up. They're combined 7-6 and six against the Astros, Yankees, and Indians. I'll take that. I'll take that against... Three of the teams that were expected to be three of the best teams in the American League when the season started. I would I would frame it this way, and the answer is yes. I am now thinking beyond the American League Central. I feel like Judd's going to punch us both in the face for getting out too far in front. But I, the, the, there's there's not there's nothing right now that would tell you this lineup is a fluke. Are they okay? Are they going to maybe go through a dry spell at some point? Sure, but their number nine hitter leads the league in doubles. Their number eight hitter hits. Their number eight hitter got MVP votes two years ago with the Baltimore Orioles. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're putting there are no breaks in this lineup. There, there are, are no easy outs. No, and they're about to add Miguel Sano, whatever he's going to bring, which could be at the peak, could be a lot that he brings to the lineup. They're about to add him to the mix at yeah, some point. Could be a starting pitcher. Williams. Oh, I see what you're saying. See what I'm saying there. Huh? Williams Astadio huh? is going to come back at some point. So, but let me ask you this: If you took this lineup and the things that you're supporting it with, with Jose Barrios. You're you're squeezing a lot out of Martin Perez, and you're getting some really good stuff out of your secondary starting pitchers, Taylor Rogers. There's a couple really reliable relievers in here. Okay, if you added to that sometime in the next two months, an awesome reliever and another really good starting pitcher, what what then would your opinion be of this team? Because the only thing preventing the Twins from adding those things, and there's names out there like Madison Bumgarner, Trevor Bauer, Craig Kimbrell is on the market. Dallas Keuchel, I mean, the the only thing preventing the Twins from adding those two pieces is the Twins. And if they add those two things, we're talking about something more than the division. Okay, so I'm, I'm with Rami on this. All right, so I'll help you guys out here. But it's not going to be condescending. Um, the lineup 
can flat out hit. I don't think that's going to change. I think guys will slump, but they naturally do. But I do think that at some point in time, there will be production from somebody, if not a group of people, because these guys can can hit. Uh, it's not MIS. The highest compliment I can pay them potentially right now is I don't look at the rest of the league and say, what's going to go wrong? I say that the majority of the time they're going to hit. But to Phil's point, I think if you want to think beyond the division itself and, and say, okay, if you play this out and things continue th- this way and Cleveland continues to not score runs, which they're not doing, and Cleveland continues to have in- injury problems, and let's say they trade Bauer in July, then the question becomes, if you think that this team can make a sustained playoff run, it's incumbent on them to do what Phil said, which is to make a trade to get help here. Because... I don't think it's fair to to look at the start that the starting pitching is off to and assume, right? Martin Perez has been fantastic, but I have no idea if this keeps up. Oder is he? But if every pitcher same thing. every pitcher is but what up if you, a tick that, Right, right, but what but what if you do fill what you just said, which is make a trade to get so it goes Barrios, guy you acquire and now you knock people down a peg but now the the expectation for them, I think, at that point in time, becomes realistic. Yeah. So I look at this team and say, if you can make a deep playoff run, and every day that goes by and every game that goes by, you start to become more confident that this is a really good team and say, all right, what if you sort of take the, the plan that you've got going for, let's say, 2023, subtract a piece from that potentially for the sake of 2019, and now, now you've got a team that can actually make a deep playoff. Yeah, there's no, there, and, and really, like, name me a true contender that was a complete team in April. Like, if you're a true contender, you add pieces Agreed. in June and July. And so the Twins are in that bin right now. And I, I know it's, I mean, it's, it's wacky to, to say this just based on, like, the, the Twins have gone from zero to a hundred here in the, in the 30 days we've watched them or like the 40 days since the season started. But the Cleveland Indians are going to pull the plug. The Cleveland Indians are not a contending team. And I know that... There's nothing about that team that says contender. Correct. Nothing. Especially with Corey Kluber out for an undetermined amount of time. Right. They're on the back end of a lot of age curves. They are absolutely going to consider trading Trevor Bauer, who has a year and a half left on his contract, this summer. And I know you'd have to pay the division tax to get a guy like Trevor Bauer. You'd you'd definitely have to pay extra. Oh, wow. But, like, I mean, I think... All I'm saying is conversations wow. should be wide open right now. If Trevor Bauer is sitting out there, and and imagine a playoff rotation with Jose Barrios and Trevor Bauer, and would you have to give up two of your top prospects? I think you could get away with not giving up Royce Lewis and not giving up Alex Kirloff. But, and we don't have to have that whole discussion right now. But that's the discussion that has to be had in the next two months. Is our baseball guy Derek Wetmore in the building, or did he leave? Because he tweeted me, LOL, okay, Rami is tweeting. He's LOLing me that I'm thinking beyond, beyond the ALC. I don't know. Oh, I don't is he out there right now, Jonathan? I, if he's out there, he can come in here instead of tweeting just call me, in, but LOLing I, me on the Twitter. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I, I am Mr. Cynic, and you're not out, out of line. If you had come on here and said World Series for sure, I'd be like, okay, dude, calm down a little bit. I'm not saying but, for sure, but I'm saying it's, no, but, it's within the realm of possibility. Listen. Here, here's where where I am more than willing to go down a path of things feel different and weird. There he is. Hey, Derek, is this one? I've covered a lot of teams, and I, I think Phil will vouch for, for this as well from his time covering some successful Twins teams. 
Don't you at times get a feeling for when things are breaking right, Phil? Because I certainly have. No, because it doesn't happen ever. <laughs> but, but it, did, it, did, it did on teams that you covered? It did, it did, on, it did twice. It did in 2009 and 2010. Yeah. But when it broke right in 2010, they didn't have the guts to pull the okay. trigger on Cliff Lee. But you still said that that team was set up to, if they had done that, be successful. Yes. I don't know if they would have won the World Series or if they would have beat the Yankees, but putting... Cliff Lee in front of Carl Pavano Absolutely. and not having Brian Dunsing start one of those three games is a huge deal. Were you LOLing Rami for his question off the top of the show? Quick turnaround. <laughs> I tweeted him. Derek like, Wetmore from uh, scorenorth.com here. Three minutes ago. It's like immediate. Yeah, I, I have a constant eye on my timeline. I think. Always I, an eye on the timeline. I think I was responding to the first sentence out of Rami's mouth when he said, Am I being crazy here? Sometimes I ask myself. And then immediately was, Twins are winning the division. There is no question about it. Well, they are. Are they not? Are, I mean, we, are we all not ready to well, say that? Before Derek speaks, I think we already have documented tape of him on the Scornock Twin Show, Glenn Perkins on Baseball today, as drinking the most Kool-Aid of anyone in that room in the 1 o'clock hour today. Oh, Perk was? Yeah. No, no per- Perk and You're I are drinking Kool-Aid, oh, and Derek drank Derek's more Kool-Aid on that episode. Chugging two pitchers than... at once, okay. Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> so why are you with Rami then? Yeah, what are you LOLing exactly? No, just the, like, I guess I was probably making fun of the, like, there is no question about it. It's 100 percent, right? I mean, I, it is. It's I'm, no, I, I, I am. I'm, I'm 100% in that they're winning the division. Well, then the you're division. just wrong. There's no such thing as 100% on May 9th. I, I think I'm right, though. Okay. And, and, I'm, I'm not, and I'm not stopping at the, the division. LOL. I guess that's, <laughs> here we are. This sounds like we need to put something on this, gents. Well, well it's tough to make a bet like that because I'm nope. not saying they won't win the division. I, right. I'm like saying they, they will. Derek is saying that there's a there's a non-zero chance, and yeah, that's yeah, that's me. That's the brand. <laughs> it doesn't sound like but, he is. But, but let's do this. Let's yeah. do this. Since, I feel like Derek drank so much Kool Aid with Glenn Perkins today that now he's like, you know how you want nothing to do with alcohol <laughs> once you once you've sobered up. <laughs> no, I actually don't know what you're talking about. But I, I, I crashed think, in a sugar coma. I think it's healthy sometimes to to poke holes in things to make sure that you're right. Right, you're about to make a big decision. You're going to buy a house. You're going to make a big decision. No chance want, there are termites in the attic. Yeah. Zero percent chance. You want to you want to poke some holes. I'll probably, get a, I'll probably still get a house inspection just to be sure. So the Twins right now are twenty three and twelve. They are four games up on the Cleveland Indians, and they're they're a plus forty four run differential. The Indians are a minus fourteen. So the Twins are a plus fifty eight over over Cleveland, five weeks in in run differential. And then you, there's another big jump. Detroit is under five hundred. Chicago, Kansas City. What is the case for anyone other than the Twins the next five months winning this division? Yeah, I think Fangraphs put it at like fifty three percent or something like that that the that the Twins would win the division. That was first time this season that they've cracked the fifty percent mark where they've actually become the favorites to win the AL Central. And I, I mean, they have a lot more algorithms, and a bunch of those guys went to MIT and Harvard and everything else. I don't see a way, barring. Like a a flurry of injuries for the Twins. I don't see a way that they don't win this division. I just simply don't see it happening. Cleveland would have to have to also get guys back and get red hot. That, that's the thing is, I'm this is yeah, they'd not, have to get Encarnacion and Brantley back. That's yeah, not happening. Well, They're gone. From my point of, of view, though, this is not uh, completely a belief in in the Twins. The rest of the division is right. awful. Yeah, now. no, I'm looking so, at the total picture. And and if the Twins collapse and fall back, then guess what changes. 
days since Judd Zolgad. Yeah, you're up to five. Fired. I'll, I'll That's call, pretty good. I'll call for jobs at that point. Oh, for sure If the will. Twins don't win this division, <laughs> Rocco Baldelli's one and done. <laughs> Wes Johnson, it's been great well, working yeah, with you. Yeah. You take your little college ideas and head back to Arkansas, Wes. <laughs> okay, so I'm not there. I'm not at that point. But I just look at this and say, if it's 53%, Rami, if you're making me put a number on it, I'll say like 70 Mm, way too low. 70 is a high percentage <laughs> chance. With, 70 is where is I'm at for an AL championship. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's where I'm at. 70% chance that 70% the Twins represent. The oh, that's what it was. You World said, Series. I remember what I was yeah. LOLing at. You said nobody scares you. In nobody the scares League. me. But there's, there's the no la- one scares me. What? No but, one in the American League scares me. Let's go down the list. Let's, like, let's go down the list, okay? So the Cleveland Indians. LOL me. B- b- <laughs> before the season. The teams that you would say, yeah, that team relative to the Twins, who we think are going to have a good season, scares you. And Cleveland might have been on that list for some people. Yep. Not for the true baseball mm-hmm. visionists like Rami Makhlouf and Phil exactly. Mackey, who saw Cleveland for what they were, which was a fading star. Frost. That's fine. You know, you guys came along eventually. See what I have to work with, Wetmore? Yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> you should update your days since someone should have been fired ranking. Let's just erase that right now. Make it Robin Macklock? <laughs> I think he said he was going to quit. The other teams you'd put on that list. So Boston uh, has dug themselves somewhat out of the hole. They're back to 500. Let's but, pause. Does Boston scare you? Um, not nearly as much as they did a season ago sure. or or two months ago. Because sure. because we didn't know the Twins offense was going to be doing this yeah, necessarily. When I, mean, I say scare me, curious. when I say scare me, I mean at the start of the season, I looked at Boston, New York, and Houston and was like, "There's no." I mean, no matter what the Twins do They're in the AL Central, you're not winning a series against them. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that way about any of these teams. The Twins can hit with all of these teams, yep. if not even more so. I mean, the so the Yankees, Agreed. Luis Severino, best case scenario, isn't coming back until August. He's not picking up a baseball until after the All Star break, basically. Yes. So, so you can eliminate him from the conversation. You just hit on the key thing, though. It's not what teams. Scare you? This team, this Twins team, can hit flat out hit, right? It's what pitchers scare you. So, yep. like if you matched Match up with them, does, yep. does Chris Sale still scare you a ton? Now, now he started off awful. Right. He's improved, but he's still not great. You want to face him in game one? But guess what? Ver, Verlander came here and pitched a really, really good game. You want Odorizzi versus Verlander in game one, Rami? And the Twins beat him. So sure. you want that again? Run that matchup back. I mean, but that wouldn't be. It would be Barrios and Verlander sure, in game what, one. Uh, unless Barrios has to win the wild card game to get you there. There will be no there wild card. There will be no card wild card game. Did you miss the part about 100% <laughs> yeah. on winning the division? Yeah, there's not a wild card <laughs> game. Sorry, Wetmore. But no, this isn't th- this lineup. Th- this lineup scores runs off of. They're they're going to score one, two, or three runs off of any. Pit. They're not like th- no pitcher will will shut this lineup down completely on a regular basis. So. Um, if you're talking about trading for somebody that can slide into your top three in your rotation. Which which would be a prerequisite if you want to win the World Series. I mean, they're just they've set themselves up so beautifully and have had so many cards fall the direction or the way that they need those cards to fall. Yeah, that it is to back to the original question, which is should we be thinking beyond the American League Central crown, even though it's a week into May? The answer is yes. Yes. Do you guys think that? Agreed. Do you guys think that this administration right now, with how things are shaped, has the Ability or the want to make that trade? Yeah. Oh yeah. Because that, that becomes coming. the that becomes the absolute key. That's coming in July. because that's putting aside your plans for 2022 and saying you know what and I think they should. 
Mm-hmm. But that becomes the most important question okay. in my mind. Can we carry that over? Because no, we can't. I can, Sorry, <laughs> it's, just, it's over. It's over. The show's done. Yeah, we're not taking off. Bye. No more twins talk. It stops here. Because <laughs> I can, I can hear fans. I can hear cynical, skeptical fans who we'd love to hear from. Six five one six four six eight two five five. The twins never make that trade. They never make the trade they're supposed to. Why would it's the same poll ads? Why would this be any different? Well, let's let's flush that out. Derek Wetmore has come in here soaked in Twins Kool-Aid. LOLing me. After a Glenn Perkins on LOL baseball. me. Uh, we, by the way, have a five-day-a-week Twins show. You can find it. It's called the Scornorth Twins Show. It features everyone in this room and also Glenn Perkins, Patrick Royce, and contributors like Buster Olney and Tim Kirkshin and Tom Kelly. And anywhere you find or subscribe to podcasts, Apple, Spotify are two great places. Just search the Scornorth Twins Show. And the Score North mobile app is also a great place to find all of our live Score North content on demand and also written content. We will reward you for listening to us. 651-646-8255. Oh, my God, the phone lines are blowing up. Hopefully, hopefully uh, these are five people that want to put us in our places. Let's fight. Let's fight. Aki and Judd with Rami. I think we're barking up the right tree here, and they're saying conduits of trouble, Right. Conduits of trouble. Yeah. yeah. 80s wrestling tag team. <laughs> I'm just envisioning like a WWE pay per view or something. And, and all of a sudden, like the music hits. <laughs> <laughs> the conduits of trouble are here. Mackie and Chud with Rami on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Three, two. A drive to right field and deep. Back is Brito. That ball is gone. A wonderful at bat for Jorge Polanco. A two-run home run, and it is three to nothing. All right, it's Mackie and Jeb with Rami. <laughs> Derek Wetmore from the Scorner Twin Show and Scornart.com has come in here because uh, I was called just, to the carpet because he LOL'd he just... me on Twitter. <laughs> Because I said, nobody in the American League scares me. LOL me all you want, Derek Wetmore, and anybody else at Rami is tweeting. LOL me all you want. The division is done. The division is the Twins. And there is nobody in the American League who I don't think they can beat in a series. I'm not saying will, but can beat in a series. I wouldn't have said that when the season started. Professional well, level walking it back there, Rami is tweeting. That's, that's a that's a real pro. What, 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 what does nobody scares me mean that I that I'm giving that I'm saying it's a hundred percent they beat anybody? It's a cakewalk to the World Series. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Might as well just print the tickets now. I'm, I'm saying that a month and a half ago, I didn't give them a chance against the Red Sox, Astros, or Yankees. Now right. I'm saying I give them a chance against anyone. No one scares me. They can get in the ring with anybody. I think the question that, so to what Jeb was saying before the break there, and we're going to get to Mike and Greg, we, uh, Larry, we'll, we'll get to you guys and get your thoughts on the question Rami posed. It's going to come down to they have to make a trade or two to bolster this thing. The, we're, we're, this is the first time realistically since 2010, almost a decade, that they've been in this type of a position where they're staring right down the barrel of, a prospects for stud player type of a trade that makes full sense. Cause the two years, which they were above 500, both of those years, it was, uh, they're like behind in the division and Dozier is hurt or unproductive. And, and, and the prospect pool at that point to trade was not like this. Correct. Yeah. They didn't have 20 guys that they felt comfortable about. So this is the first time since 2010 that, that they're staring down the barrel of, you can pull the trigger on a meaningful trade that gets you even further down the line. And I can already hear, Skeptical, cynical Twins fan out there, and I don't even blame you, 
Well, it's the same old, like, what makes you think they're going to pull the trigger? What makes this different than all the other times? Polad ownership, et cetera. Well, let's start with the fact that Polad ownership did greenlight a nine-figure, $100 million contract in free agency to you, Darvish, last year. And it wound up that the Cubs win an extra year. I mean, they're, they're not telling Derek Falvey and Thad Levine not to sign Dallas Keuchel, not to sign Craig Kimbrell. They the, don't want those guys. The front office says, well, we're better off with Martin Perez. Fix him over here. Do this over there. It's a smarter, shrewder play, and it's less risky than paying 15 or $20 million for a guy in his 30s who throws sinkers, right? So what's different about this situation? Everything. This front office is using openers. They're swinging early in counts. At least the things that they're implementing are trickling down to the field. They're hitting bombs like at no other time in franchise history. Strikeout numbers are up. They're pulling guys with six ERAs from Texas and tweaking their pitch repertoire, and they're turning into Johan Santana's. I mean, I get that some of this is going to regress, but what's different? Everything is different about this front office, which is why I believe what Derek says. They will make a trade if they're still in this position in the next two months. They will. Terry Ryan may not have. These guys, they're going to say, Royce Lewis, he's protected. Alex Kirloff, he's protected. Everybody else is up for sale. Pick three, give us Trevor Bauer. Yeah, you got our phone number. We're open for business. So are we, by the way. And we're buying. Yeah. We're buying. We're buyers, is what they're saying. Because <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> there it is. Right there. <laughs> you guys want to take a call on this? Yes. All the calls. All right. Because it's happening. Because, yeah. Exactly. Let, let's go to Greg we're in Minneapolis. We're open for business, right? 651-646-8255. <laughs> hey, Greg. Hey there. Is it, Minneapolis. is it happening? How you doing? Good. Is it happening? It is happening. Nice. Um, very excited. Uh, love the show. Long time uh, listener. Keep doing what you're doing. I, you know, kind of the thought I just have is maybe a little bit, you know, the conversation kind of comes back to pumping the brakes. And my thought is a little bit on, I'm sorry, I've just been alive too long, but I got that Minnesota sports gene. I love the way that the team is doing everything. And I love if we diagnose everything perfectly and we take everything and look at how it's been so far right now up until through May 8th and, like, forecast that, you could say this team is going to be pretty hard to beat. However, there comes that clutch gene thing that kind of happens, and some teams falter and some teams waver. And I just think, you know, maybe that is going to be the trade, and maybe that is. I really like your guys' interesting thought about that, is that there's maybe got to be some additional pieces to the puzzle to get that additional fortitude in the locker room to say, hey, we're going to do something special come playoff time. So interested in your thoughts on that as opposed to regular season success. A lot of teams have had it. We've done it before. How are they going to do in the playoffs? Is this team built for that? And I'm interested in your thoughts on that. Thanks, Greg. Good call. Uh, So short term, here's my thought on that because I'm old too, and I know all about teams in this town. uh, Seemingly you think they're good. They fall apart. They disappoint you. I get all that. Here's the difference, though, that, that I see, and it's a big one, short term. The clutch gene to me is also the ability to have veterans in a clubhouse who have been in big games before who get it and can relax the Buxtons and the Keplers and be like, kid, don't worry about this. Starting with, with Nelson Cruz, yes. I think you've got that guy. You and, ever and, look up that dude's postseason stats? Yeah. they're 16 bombs in 41 postseason games. And the important thing there, though, as well is, and and we, we've discussed this going back to Tory, and at times we've disagreed, and at times we've been in lockstep, Phil, but clubhouse makeup in sports can be incredibly important. 
And to have a Nelson Cruz sitting in that corner to be like, okay, here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to be to do to be successful. Don't sweat this. And and you can't make experience up. Brian Dozier, as much as he, God bless him, tried to sit there and be like, this will be fine. We'll all, we'll all be. It's like, no, Brian, you don't know what you're talking about, unfortunately. So the clutch gene right now to me, and the reason why this dynamic is different is Falvey added guys who get it, starting with Cruz. And that's an incredibly important part to the equation to help these young players progress now. Rami and Derek, the caller used the word fortitude and asked, you know, is there, for this team to to go where fans want it to go, you know, can you add a piece, can you add that level of fortitude that gets you to the next level? Fortitude, in the 2011 <laughs> American League Championship Series. I thought you were about to read the definition of fortitude. The way you started that sentence, you were like, fortitude. I am. There's a picture of Nelson Cruz next to it. Because in the, 2000, <laughs> in the 2011 American League Championship Series, against, uh, by the way, I believe Justin Verlander's Detroit Tigers, six games, he hit six home runs, two doubles, drove in 13 with an OPS of 1,713. Hmm. On the biggest stage leading into the World Series, and then they went toe-to-toe with St. Louis that year in yeah. one of the great World Series of all time. Nelson Cruz is fortitude when it comes to postseason performance. An OPS over 1,000 with 16 home runs in 41 games. Like, yeah. Sign, well, sign, sign him up. And ask Marwin Gonzalez what he thinks about right. postseason baseball. He's seen a few games. <laughs> Stared down Kenley Jansen at his peak and hit a home run off him in probably the biggest game of his life. Like the, the Twins brought in guys like this, and to Greg's question, is this a regular season good team or is this team built for the playoffs? I think right now it's a regular season good team. But teams that are really good in the regular season – with prospect ammo to go make a move, right. they make themselves October teams in July. But it it has guys that will translate. Gonzalez is a great topic. Here's why. He hasn't really hit yet. How many times have we seen the Twins try and sign a guy like that? He does not hit, and then the stories are, what's wrong with you? The Twins signed this guy, right? He's not hitting. But what's he doing? It doesn't matter. His defense on a nightly basis at third, in left, at first base, has been off the charts great. Everybody is doing something, and and the Twins have far too often done this, and they're not doing it right now. Nobody is sweating details that are either out of their control or are important right now. Marwin Gonzalez, this should be a story. Well, he's not hitting it. This is a problem. But it's not, and, and the question is why it's not. And it's not because his defense has been, on a nightly basis, not just once or twice, on a nightly basis at different positions, fantastic. He has made a difference. And so nobody sits there and fixates on he's not up to 250 because, one, he will be eventually, and, two, he's still contributing every night. Yeah, I don't think there is one thing you can point at with this team, whether it's an actual on-the-field aspect of the team or the intangibles, like the caller mentioned, about having guys who are experienced and have been there and, and, and know what the clutch situation is about. I don't think there's one part of this Twins team that you can point at and say that's that's a weakness or that will be their downfall. I just I don't see it on this roster, especially when you look at what they're up against in the AL Central and the rest of the American League. Yeah, how is this different? And I keep I keep running that question through my head. Well, did it, has, any, has anyone ever heard of Ryan Harper before? Like three months ago, like Ryan Harper, and uh, well, I know it's only been five or six weeks, but that guy has a one point eight four earned run average and is is 
decimating worms on every batted ball. Just like if, if hitters are making contact with that breaking ball, it's a grounder. Taylor Rogers goes from being a pretty good lefty reliever to being a dominant lights out, can get both lefties and righties out. You know, Blake Parker has closing experience. His ERA is 1.54. I get that there's like Blake Parker's probably going to run into some walk issues at some point. So uh, 651-646-8255. Mike in Brooklyn Park. What do you think? We're, we're, we're asking the question, should we be thinking bigger than just the American League Central for the Twins? So I'm trying really hard not to be cynical here because I'm such a Twins fanboy. But I guess my biggest fear is that I would love to get a pitcher, but I don't see how trading prospects are going to get us there. I feel like we're going to have to give up some something else with that. And as much as I'd love to get rid of Sunil because I feel like we don't need him, at the same time, I'm afraid that our team's like we can't stay this healthy this long. I feel like we're going to hit injuries, and if we get rid of our depth, I think that's going to hurt us just as much. I think I'd be a lot more comfortable if we won after uh, Kimbrel instead of trying to trade for a pitcher. Uh, that's my opinion. I'd like to hear what you guys think about that. Thank you. What do you guys think? I'd rather go, go that route, and if I'm choosing between Kimbrel and Keuchel, I'd, I would rather get Kimbrel. I think an arm like that having an impact on three or four games a week is better than a pitcher who has an impact in one or two games a week. And I think they need an arm in the bullpen more than they need another arm in the rotation. And yeah, if you can add an arm like that without giving up something in terms of a prospect or somebody off this current roster, I think it's a win-win. I think prospects, I think a couple prospects get you a pitcher. Derek, my question to you is this, who are the prospects? Because I don't, I don't think you have to give me you, a pen. If you really don't want to give up a current player, I don't think that, that you have to. I don't think the caller's right about that. I think you could get a veteran starting pitcher, especially if there's not much term left on the contract. But what are what are we talking after you get past those top two? Who are probably are probably going to be put um, off the conversation immediately. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not trading Alex Kirilov for anything. I'm not Great. trading Royce Lewis. You could twist my arm about Bruce Dark Raderall, and we could talk about that. But like. The Twins have some other prospects. And and what's weird about AAA pitching, too, is you can go look at the game logs and say, like, this guy's thrown great, but he doesn't pop up on prospect writers. He's not a top-five prospect consensus. So I don't know how to read that necessarily at this point in the season. But how about this? How about this for thinking big for the Twins? Why not both? Why can't you go sign Craig Kimbrell in June and then trade for a starting pitcher to pair with Barrios at the top of the rotation? I mean, that's what World Series teams do. If you think that you're legitimately in that boat and Rami says there's no chance they're not in that boat, go get both. If you think the bullpen needs a little help, there's a guy out there for that. Mm-hmm. He's just going to cost yeah. you contract. If you think the starting rotation's not going to continue to have four aces in it, okay, well, you can buoy that a little bit too by selling some of these prospects down the street. Your whatever, pick from your list, protect your short list, and then after that, let teams call you. That's what I'd say, Judd, is like, I, I don't necessarily want to tell Cleveland, here are my three favorite prospects not named Alex Kirloff and Royce Lewis. I would say, what are you looking for? You need middle infielders? You need catchers? You need pitching? Here's what we've got. Here's what we'd be willing to move. I'd be willing to make aggressive trades this summer if I was the Twins. Yeah, they, I mean, they've got like first-round power guys, Brent Rooker, Trevor, Trevor Larnick. Larnick. Yeah. Uh, you know, Lewis Thorpe is still sitting down there as a left-handed pitcher. Not for long. Nick Gordon. <laughs> yeah. When's he back, by the way? He, Nick Gordon, been, he's playing again. Okay. But you could trade, like, if you you could trade Nick Gordon and Brent Rooker and get someone's rent-a-pitcher very mm-hmm. easily this summer. Like, it's it's not going to cost you Royce Lewis 
to get a good rent-a-pitcher to put number three in your rotation. It's just not. The Houston Astros held on to their top two or three prospects. The Chicago Cubs long held on to their top. Like, did the Chicago Cubs in any of those trades trade their absolute best prospect? In the Quintana trade, they gave up Eloy Jimenez. Okay. He's with the, uh, mm-hmm. he's with the White Sox now. But they made so many moves. And they, like, forget, to, to get Araldis Chapman. They, they gave up, a, I can't remember his name right now, but they did give up a really good prospect in the Araldis Chapman trade. By the way, it's worth, worth it, by the way, because they won a World Series. Yeah, flags fly forever. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Oh, I'll yeah, continue no. to say that. You win a World Series. Yeah, I, love, I love that term. You worry about the prospects and how they develop yeah. later. Who cares? Let's take one more on this here. Marty Impro- Prior Lake, are we drinking too much Kool Aid on the Mackie and Jeb with Rami show? Um, I'm not sure yet, guys. Uh, Bill, I responded to one of your tweets last night, night before, and I'm a big one game at a time guy, and it drives my family and friends nuts. Me too, um, me too, Marty. I'm already thinking about just the first game of the ALCS. I'm one one game at a time. <laughs> okay, slow your roll, boys. Here's the thing, um, and this has been brought up before. Nelson Cruz is a fantastic addition. He he is a leader in that clubhouse, and you can see it. Just, I think what impresses me now, small sample size, get back to me after Memorial Day and let's talk a little more, but the pitchers are owning the strike zone, especially the corners. They're commanding their pitches, and they look very comfortable out there. And I could not have been more impressed with Gibson last night. I, I, I don't know if I've ever seen him pitch a better game, quite honestly. And I look at the hitters especially when you got a young mix of young and some veterans in there. And these guys, they go up with a sense of focus. They know what they want to do and how they want to do it, but they're relaxed. They don't seem tense. Buxton's one of them. He, he looks really relaxed out there. And I don't know if it's the organizational changes or if it's the veterans they brought in, but holy crap, they look like a baseball team. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's funny how we Marty. That's a great phone call. We haven't been able to say that very often since Target Field opened. Well, that the Twins look team. like a baseball team. <laughs> yes. The sad thing is, step it, in the right direction. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't blame <laughs> fans one bit, but that trepidation though, because in this town it's so difficult. Oh, that's gonna I don't take blame years, people. Man. I don't blame them because years. they're like, this looks so good. This looks like it's gonna be. So-. And then how many times have they been like, oh no? Yeah. I love. Here's the, the rug pulled out. Yeah, I love the point, and it's like this this. Dumb phrase in sports, but swagger. This, like, Nelson Cruz walks up to the plate, and he's not worried if you've got a 97-mile. He's like, I'm Nelson Cruz. Right. Right? I'm. This is fine. Right. So that sort of trickles out. I think that everybody feeds off of that type of energy. But you know what feeds confidence? Talent. When Kyle Gibson can go out there and miss bats with three different pitches at any count, that helps buoy confidence. Barrios, same way. He's not out there doubting his stuff. But confidence breeds the I think confidence it's circular. as well. Exactly right. It's, right. It's exactly. It's circular. So, it, so if one guy's going well, and then two guys are, and then three guys are, and guy three might ordinarily be a bit of, uh, you know, I don't know if things are going to go right, but now he's confident. And that's where I'm big into clubhouse chemistry actually being important, because if one guy can lay that foundation, it can make a difference for five guys. By the way, it was Glaber Torres, the Cubs' number one oh. prospect, who they gave up for uh, yeah. Aldis. Yeah, he's and been pretty good for the Billy Yankees. McKinney too in that trade. Yes, that was and a good trade. Yeah, you could double check too. The Cubs did win that World Series. They that did. Yes, okay. and right. Chapman's arm fell off. Yeah, hey, and Joe Madden on their watch. And Joe Madden didn't care. And no. arms fly forever. <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> hey, let's raise Chapman's arm right to the top of Wrigley too. I'd be good with that. I'd be one hundred percent good with that. Chapman, way to go, Rollis. 
The sculpture of a ligament. Uh, Chapman's arm field. is pointing straight out to center field today. It looks like the wind is blowing out. UCLs <laughs> fly forever, boys. Derek, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having Appreciate me. It. Derek Wetmore from the Score North Twin Show and scorenorth.com. Don't you dare ever LOL me again. <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan. Cram session coming up with corrupt judge Jonathan Harrison here in about 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, someone emailed in since we're kicking around potential trade options for the Twins to just make it official that they're going to win the World Series. If they mm-hmm. yeah, Right now, it's still just sort of 50-50 like that they're going to win right. the World Series. Yeah. Adding a true number two starter behind Jose Barrios would help. And emailer floats Zach Grinky. As an option, but the Diamondbacks are five games above 500 right now. And I just don't see, like, the Diamondbacks are right there with the Dodgers in the National League West. So they'd have to do a lot of losing to fall out of a place where they're just going to start selling off their number one or number two starting pitch. What's that contract? The Greinke contract got left, too. So he signed. That was a ridiculous contract. Yeah, I got it right here. He signed for 30. Five million dollars a year in 2016, and he still has. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah, we talked about this. We talked about this contract at the time. It was ridiculous. He still has, in in addition to this year, you'd have to pay him seventy million dollars between 2020 and 21. No, I would need Arizona to eat some of that money. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm saying that that's not the trade they're going to pull the trigger on. No. Not when they not when they said no to every other potential yeah. household name and said actually Martin Perez is the guy we're going to turn into Johan Santana this year. So let's take one more call. Do you think they that's their plan? They're going to keep on finding Martin Perez's. Well, they're going to they're going to keep doing that as a baseline, right? Because it makes sense in free agency. And you know the problem is if you're wrong on you Darvish, well now you're paying that guy for six years. Sure. But if you're wrong on Martin Perez, you really lost nothing. Right. If, if you're right on both, it's equal, right? Like yeah, so in terms of the production you'll get, yeah, yeah. So the upside is similar and the downside is vastly different. But as actually cheap plug, as Glenn Perkins pointed out today on the Scornorth Twin Show, podcastable at scornorth dot com, Scornorth mobile app, and anywhere you find podcasts, he said two things with Martin Perez. Number one, he he's a great example that shows other potential free agents, reclamation projects, or just free agents. Hey. You want to jumpstart something or you want to get to that next level as a pitcher? The Twins are the place you can go to and they will fix you and they will elevate you and get you paid. They'll get you 10 million bucks here, right. 20 million bucks there. Yeah. And the other thing he said, and he's right, if you're right on Martin Perez, it allows you the leeway to maybe overspend via trade or overspend on something else. I mean, the, the Craig Kimbrell example is screaming at the Twins right now. Because you were right on Martin Perez, maybe you can go a little bit over what a Craig Kimber will be worth just to make sure that your bullpen has another live arm going into the second half of the season. So if the Twins were to pursue Kimbrell, what's the list right now then of viable uh, teams to pursue him? Because he's going to, he has to want to join a team that at least can be successful. Yeah. Well, Brewers, Tampa Bay is not going to pay. Okay. Brewers might. Brewers make sense, right, mm-hmm. Rami? Yes. Minnesota. Do the Cubs make sense? Cubs make sense from a roster standpoint. They could use his arm, but they say they don't have any more money to spend. I don't. I think they're telling the truth. I think the Ricketts have shut that thing down until that whole area starts to make them millions of dollars. Well, also, 
I mean, Jason Hayward is off the books after next season. John Lester is True. off the books after this season. So I think they're just waiting for that, and then they'll be back in spending. Okay, months. so let's say the Cubs are out for now. There's not a lot of te- like The Indians are... See, this list is going to dwindle. Yeah. This list is really going to dwindle. You're going to have... I mean, the longer the season goes, the fewer contenders there are. So, yeah, I don't see the list getting any bigger. I thought for sure when the Braves lost their closer, and that's a team that's trying to contend this year, and that's a place, A, that he's already pitched, and B, a team that was rumored to be interested in him this offseason. I thought, okay, there's... There's Craig Kimbrell's landing spot. That's that's the end of that. That's the end of the Craig Kimbrell sweepstakes. But that was like three weeks ago, yeah. and they still haven't pounced. I got to believe that there is something to the notion or the theory that teams are waiting until after the draft. Yeah, sure, at this point. Which to me is kind of ridiculous, and I don't know why that would become a thing that teams are doing now after 130-plus years of Major League Baseball and however long free agency has been a thing, but... There's got to be a reason why nobody has pulled the trigger on on signing Craig Kimbrell or Dallas Keuchel yet. Yeah, the, the the draft pick thing, that's one of a million things that's going to be addressed during the next lockout or strike, right? <laughs> yes. It's just going to be, it's lengthy work delay. Jason in Roseville, you're on with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. No, all right. So I'll say this. Every season, even the worst ones, I enter thinking of October. But this year I'm refusing to do it because... We don't have any piranha talk. We, we don't have to scratch for runs. We are the alpha predators. We're the great white sharks, and watching every game this summer should be a blast. Yeah, it's no pun it, intended. It is. <laughs> see what he did there. Good. I see. Because <laughs> there's so many previous incarnations of Twins teams where it was like, all right. Slap hitting leadoff guy who could get on base a little bit. Slap hitting guy in the two hole who was just a complete waste of a batting order spot. And then pitch to contact slap ace. hitting third baseman. Yeah, pitch to contact ace. 2010 was still pitch to contact pitching staff. Yes. But the lineup was mostly thumpers, right? They brought Jim Tomey in. J.J. Hardy was the shortstop that year. That's true. So, so offensively in 2010, it was a different approach. They were definitely more power centric. But now... Like the only the only real non like Byron Buxton's the only real speed guy that you would consider, and even he can hit fifteen home runs this year, right? And for for the most part, they do not care about stolen bases. They just don't care. Mm-hmm. It's not a priority. It's not a thing. Yeah. But Buxton can run, and that's about it. And, and it's not important to them. And I haven't been here to be conditioned to wait for the other shoe to drop and for things to go wrong. So I'm 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 not going to do it. Don't tell me to pump the brakes. I cut the brakes. I've cut the I've cut the brake line. That's illegal. By no, the way. No, I've cut them. No, that's no, highly there are, illegal. There are no brakes. You joined the, the mafia. In this car I'm driving, there are no brakes. There are. No, it's full speed ahead. I just turned no, off just my turned mic. Turned your mic off. You are working <laughs> that's without how out of control. Robbie. I am full speed ahead. <laughs> Twins are winning this division. They might do a whole lot more than that. Don't tell me to pump the brakes. Don't pump your brakes. Cut your brakes. Everybody cut the brakes. Stop pumping them. It's happening. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Say that last part again. (laughs) Don't pump the brakes. Cut the brakes. It's happening. Brakes have been cut a target for <laughs> Oh my God, the carnage! How does it feel to not have the emotional sports baggage when it applies to Minnesota teams? Because you're new here the last few months. That all of us and all the callers and all the people following this team carry. I feel I feel bad sometimes. I do. I feel like you're not enjoying this as much as you probably should be. Oh, we're not. 
This is a good baseball team. Yeah, and we're just like it. we're nervous about. I had, I had a buddy tweet me earlier today. We led the Scorner Twin show off with this. Mm-hmm. He said, and I'm paraphrasing, "How can I watch this team through just a joyous, fun lens? You cut, I, the <laughs> you cut the brakes. You cut the brakes. How do you cut the baggage, Rami? I don't know. You got to be hypnotized or something. I'm not if sure. That's what we need. I don't know. That's that's actually sports hypnotized. What we need. Yes, we should get. What do they call somebody who does uh, who hypnotizes people? A, a hypnotist? A hypnotist. That's what they call them. We should get a hypnotist and see if we can hypnotize all our listeners into cutting the brakes, letting go of their past inhibitions and fears about the Minnesota Twins, and moving forward and believing that hashtag is happening. Not only is cutting your brakes illegal, but hypnotism on the radio is also illegal. Is it really? Yes. Even for something very, as harmless as that? Uh, it's also dangerous on the drivers who can get hypnotized through the radios. Does that stuff really work, want, though? Just pull over. It does, yes. Is that like it's illegal to try and hypnotize people on the radio? Yes. What really? if we what if we did that. this? Could we yes. could we bring in a couple willing participants and just do you can't it? Do it on do the radio? It, no, just do it yeah. behind the scenes yeah. and then videotape some of it. That'd be a heck of know, a promotional stunt, though. We're gonna we're gonna hypnotize. <laughs> I mean, the Minnesota sports paranoia out of you, so you can enjoy this twin season. That would be great. Do you know the pub that that we would get though? I mean, we, we might be taking off the air for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, but. <laughs> In the meantime, not we like would that get... San Diego station that just went off the air. Yeah, extra forever. man, that's sad. <laughs> okay. I think we'd be taken off the air for more than a couple of days if people were driving off ninety four and thirty five into ditches. Yeah, but you know what? They'd be happy. Yeah, they'd wake up. They'd be like twins are still in first. They'd place, wake up, they? and, be, and you know what they'd say? It's happening. They'd wake. <laughs> <laughs> Playing your summer damn hits the twins. You just wake up out of a daze in a ditch and crawl out of your car. The first thing you think is. <laughs> It's happening. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's happening. I have three compound fractures in my left leg alone. (laughs) But the twins are going to hit bombs tonight. My forehead is gushing blood, but I've never been happy about the baseball team. Hey, what time is wins on? Get me stitched up so I can get home and watch Twins game. Oh, my gosh. Man, if if you haven't checked out the Scorner Twin Show, uh, it's five days a week, and uh, you you can find it... On the radio right now, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 1 o'clock. And we're even starting to sprinkle in some Tuesday. Like tomorrow, we're going to put it on at 1 o'clock again. But on demand, score North Twin Show, wherever you find podcasts. The three of us are on it. And uh, Glenn Perkins is a part of it. Patrick Royce, Tom Kelly, Derek Wetmore.